Six o'clock, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you, Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Wednesday night. And I got to tell you, it's starting to feel real now. The NFL postseason is just a few days away. We know the Eagles have the week off. We'll be watching and waiting for an opponent to come here to Lincoln Financial Field a little over a week from now. And we're in this weird period where the only thing we could do is is kind of fret. You know, I think by and worry and have concerns because – the Eagles are the favorite. Right now, they're the favorite to, to get out of the NFC and go to the Super Bowl. It's pretty close with the Niners, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if that flips at some point. But right now, we have the NFC favorite. We have the number one seed here on a bye week. And I remember what it was like in 2017, the last time we were in this situation. It was a lot of trepidation, worry. We kind of built up to, you know what? Screw it. They're going to beat the Falcons. This, this, this train's not stopping here. And I expect that to happen at some point over the course of the next week or so as we start building up and we figure out the opponent and who they're going to play and all that. But for now, I think I feel it. I mean, there is an angst here. There's an excitement, but there's an angst with this team because they haven't played well in a month. I mean, that's, that's a fact. The Eagles have not played their best football. They're not coming in with momentum, which I don't believe, as I said the other night, really matters. But it's the truth. They're not playing their best football. That you know, Their best football was, was well more than four weeks ago. And they're going to have to go out there a couple weeks from now and they're going to have to play better than we've seen in a while. And and there's definitely real red flags, real reasons for concern. But but I, I think there's two that stand out that I hear the most. I, whenever I'm listening to WIP, we're doing our, our show here, the evening show at night. I'm always I'm always listening during the day. So I feel like there's two major concerns that keep jumping out, and I keep hearing on, on this radio station. And I am with you guys on one of them, and I am not on the other. I I believe the two things that get brought up the most or have been brought up the most the last couple weeks, specifically, I'd say the last two weeks, you know, the Saints game, which was a disaster. And then this past game against the Giants, which is just a weird week 18, half preseason, half really important game that no one could kind of wrap their, their, their hands around. Like, what did I just watch? The two concerns that I hear more often than not over and over on this radio station are coaching, specifically the coordinators and injuries. And I'm here to tell you tonight, one of them is an actual concern. And the other one is maybe the most ridiculous thing that we've done in Philadelphia sports in a while. I know we've we've done some ridiculous things here, and we we I mean we know we just had the was the vice president of the LTBB in here. I mean we propped up a, a pretty mediocre quarterback into star status for a while. That drove me crazy. We uh, we ran a manager out of town who really wasn't bad. I mean he was actually pretty good. We've done some silly things. We 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 get we get crazy once in a while, but what we've done with these Eagles coordinators is is among the, the wackiest things I've ever seen. This team's 14-3. Here's the real concern, and here's what concerns me heading into the postseason. Not the coaching. Not Jonathan Gannon. Not Shane Steichen. What worries me more than anything, my biggest concern heading in to what hopefully will be three incredible Eagles games that lead to a parade here in Philadelphia, and that is very possible that could happen. My biggest concern is injuries. I mean, yes, they have two weeks to get on the mend here, but you know what? I haven't heard one person tell me, not one person who covers the Eagles, not, not the Eagles, not Nick Sirianni. No one has said to me and made me feel good that any of these injured players are going to be fully good in two weeks. Will Jalen Hurts be healthier and less sore than he is today and was Sunday? Yeah, I'd hope so. But has anyone at all gotten the sense that Jalen Hurts is going to be back to 100% at any point again this season? I haven't. 
He took two weeks off, or I should say couldn't play for two weeks, came out, and all they've said for two days is how story was, how much he was hurting. They made it sound like the guy was, you know, was, he couldn't move, and then he played. That's not giving me confidence that Jalen Hurts' shoulder is going to be A-OK for two games in a row here at Lincoln Financial Field to even get to a Super Bowl. So that is a concern. Lane Johnson, we've just decided like a, a torn abdominal muscle. Nah, give him a few weeks off. He'll be good. I know Lane Johnson is tough. I know he is. I mean, he's as, as tough as any player we've seen here in Philadelphia. I, I have no, like, there's not a, a part of me that believes it's no doubt he gets through the next game. Will he take the field? Will he start? Of course he will. Is he going to hopefully be better because of all the time off in the rehab? I would hope so. But does anyone remember when Deshaun Jackson tried to rehab an abdominal issue? Came back and was like three plays in, he was out. I know they're different athletes, but those muscles are impossible to just like just heal and go away. Sometimes people have abdominal strains forever unless you have surgery. Like that's that's the correction, the kind of the sports hernia kind of surgery. So can Lane Johnson come back and play? Yeah. Is he going to stay himself and play like himself and get through a game against Micah Parsons? or the Bucks pass rush, or, or Nick Bosa? I have no idea. Josh Sweat had an injury that sent him to the hospital two weeks ago. He's probably maybe going to play in this coming game. Avante Maddox is in a walking boot. Is he going to be ready? I mean, here's, a good, here's some good news on that. The Eagles never actually put him on the IR, so they must think there's a chance he's going to be back because they never put him on the IR, so he, he's, you know, he's on the active roster. That's great. But we could be looking at Reed Blankenship taking down a lot of safety or Josiah Scott taking a lot of, down a lot of reps at corner because Avante Maddox isn't back. I mean, we're talking about star player after star player that we have no idea if two weeks is going to do the trick or not. 215-592-9494. My biggest concern heading into the postseason here is not rust. It is not overlooking an opponent. It is certainly not coaching, which I will hit on here in a second. It is injuries. Because the Eagles have some guys that we know are gone, and we have some guys that are coming back, but we have no idea if they're going to be themselves. I, I We spent a lot of time last night about the Jalen Hurts situation. I have no idea if he's going to play like himself again until I watch it happen. I have no idea if Lane Johnson could actually play 65, 70 snaps at right tackle with a torn abdominal muscle. It's a wonderful story. It's like this, the story we tell about Lane Johnson when he's inducted to the Eagles Hall of Fame. Maybe the, maybe the Pro Football Hall of Fame one day. Who knows? Oh, wow. Remember that time he played the playoffs with a torn abdominal muscle and the Eagles won the Super Bowl? He's an Iron Man. It's a wonderful story. I have no idea if he can actually pull it off. Josh Sweat, I hope he's back. You know, Vontae Maddox, I hope he's back. But that is my concern. Two weeks will certainly help. It can't hurt. But I have no idea if any of the four important banged-up Eagles will be anything close to what we need them to be in two weeks. Here's what's not a concern, but yet it seems to be on WIP every five seconds. I'm not concerned about the coordinators. I'm not concerned about the coaching staff. I mean, I can't believe the amount of criticism Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen get across this fan base. It is, especially Jonathan Gannon, it is outrageous. As if all these teams, last year and this year, that need head coaches and want Jonathan Gannon to interview, they're just ridiculous. They're just dumb. Right? They're just silly teams who have no idea what they're doing. As if Jonathan Gannon isn't respected around the NFL. As if, you know, his defense doesn't have 70 sacks. The Eagles were number one in the NFL in yards per play allowed. They had the most sacks we have seen in the NFL, not this year, since 1989. And because we can't accept his philosophy, we decide he's a, he's a, 
is an issue here. Jonathan Gannon will not be the reason the Eagles don't go to the Super Bowl. He will not. His defense works. It has worked. I mean, for two years, the Eagles, I think, have, have played at or above the level for their talent. Last year, they didn't have much talent, and they were okay on defense. This year, they have better talent, and they've been a top 10 defense. Across the board, a top 10 defense. That's why, I mean, we know that's why Tucker's going to have to buy a big hat, because they finished top 10 at points allowed. Okay? I'm not worried about Jonathan Gannon. They Again, they sit 70 sacks. 70 sacks, and they were number one in the NFL in yards per play allowed. Nobody allows less big plays in the Philadelphia Eagles defense. This worry about Jonathan Gannon out there, you got to relax. Like, I mean, I'm stealing a word from Howard now, but everyone has to just chill out with the Jonathan Gannon stuff. I mean, I don't know what this guy has to do to get some appreciation. Am I worried about Jonathan Gannon? Not a chance because his defense plays the right way. They play the right way. And as far as the offense goes, yes, it has not been great the last couple weeks. But I have no reason to believe Shane Steichen doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, has anyone checked out the Eagles' offensive numbers this year? They scored more points than any team in Eagles history. The Eagles had two receivers break franchise records, and that was in spite of their starting quarterback missing two games. And then in the third game he came back, obviously this past week, he wasn't himself. I mean, they had A.J. Brown break Mike Quick's record, and they had Devontae Smith rack up maybe the most quiet 96 catch season I've ever seen in the NFL. I mean, we barely even mentioned how many catches he was having. He just kept racking them up second most in franchise history. They run the ball effectively. They throw the ball effectively. They make big plays in the passing game. You know, other than the Saints game, when you had a backup quarterback throw a pick six late, I I haven't felt in most games this year their offense stylistically, schematically, play calling was poor. I, I, I haven't. Did they have a couple turnover games? Yeah, against Washington, against Indianapolis, against Dallas. They had some games where they gave the ball away. But in terms of play calling, Steichen's good. It's why he's getting head coaching opportunities, or at least you know interviews. Gannon is good. It's why teams around the NFL want them. 215-592-9494. Look, we, I think we all have some, some worry deep down. right? The Eagles didn't play their best football down the stretch. This team isn't humming coming into the postseason. So I think it's natural to say there's a little bit of of trepidation. That, that's, that's fair. We felt this way in 2017. But my biggest concern is not the coaches. It's not Jonathan Gannon. It's not Jane Steichen. Those guys are more than fine. My biggest concern is four major players are banged up, and we don't know when they're going to be themselves, if they could play the full postseason, how good they'll be. Jalen Hurts, Lane Johnson, Avante Maddox, Josh Sweat. That, that is concerning I'm not worried about this coaching business. 215-592-9494. Coaching or injuries? What worries you more as we head to the postseason? Tucker, what are you feeling here? Is uh, I think everyone has a, a little bit of concern heading in. Yeah, and you, you wouldn't be alone if you were only concerned about injuries or coaching, right? I mean, there are a lot of issues with this team who both metaphorically and literally are limping into the postseason. When you talk about injuries, I get it, right? Jalen Hurts is banged up. Lane Johnson's banged up. There are a couple guys on the defense that are banged up. But you know what gets around injuries? You know what makes it so that loss is mitigated? Is coaching. And I don't necessarily believe that this coaching staff is capable uh, of scheming around the issues and the losses they've had. I think back to when Jordan Davis went down earlier this season. They didn't change the defensive scheme, right? They didn't decide, oh, man, to, to f- stop the run, we're going to have to go out and we're going to have to start playing more even man fronts where you aren't going to have to rely on a guy who's 350 pounds to plug the middle. 
No, they didn't do that. Jonathan Gannon went to Howie Roseman's office and said, please, can I have some more defensive tackles? And he went out and got 700 pounds of defensive tackle to plug up the middle until Jordan Davis came back. And that's what worries me. Is I don't think Jonathan Garrett's a terrible coach. I don't think he's a fraud. I feel the same way about Shane Steichen, but this is a coaching staff, and this is a team that has played well when they've been really talented on their roster. And when they've been shorthanded, they haven't played as well. And you could say that across the NFL, but when I see what they've done and when they've struggled, yeah, they've struggled with a backup quarterback. Yeah, they've struggled with some backup players defensively, but I've never seen a, a, a team that just... If everyone's hurt, and you're taking a look at the 49ers, they're playing with the backup, you know, Mr. Irrelevant quarterback mm-hmm. right now. They haven't missed a beat, right? They haven't, Kyle Shannon hasn't had to go to John Lynch and say, please go draft another quarterback. Please go trade for another quarterback. I need more help. Where they are right now, like, I'm almost envious of that because I haven't seen the Eagles coaching staff elevate the level of this team when key players are out. Well, they're, well, they're not Shanahan. Sirianni's not Shanahan, and maybe they're not the Niners coaching staff. 215-592-9494, but they could beat those teams. They could beat a team that maybe has coaches you like a little bit more. You know how they could do it? With these players. They have the roster to win a Super Bowl. The Eagles have a roster to go to Glendale and win a Super Bowl over Mahomes, over Allen, over any of those guys. They could do it, but they need their guys back on the field. 215-592-9494. I'm not worried about Jonathan Gannon. I'm not worried about Shane Steichen. I mean, it's it's. if I had told you before the season the team would win 14 games, have 70 sacks, score more points than any team in franchise history, have two 1,000-yard wide receivers, including one that has 95 catches, the other one that breaks Mike Quick's record, and we're talking about being worried about the coordinators? I'd say this is, no way, that's insane. Yet here we are. I'm more worried about the injuries. Tucker's more worried about this coaching staff. Where do you lie? 215-592-9494. Biggest concern as we head towards the postseason. Kevin is a chance for What's up, Kevin? Hey, Joe, great show, great topic. Um, I would agree with you. It's about uh, the injuries. And, of course, Jalen, the most pertinent one. And, you know, when you were talking earlier in your opening remarks about how they downplayed the injury, you know, it seemed like he was coming back. And then after he played with the Giants, you know, he played great. I think, you know, he was shaking some rust off, of course. And there's no doubt he was injured. But I have a question for you. Do you think that maybe – uh, they're overplaying his injury to kind of, you know, keep the opponent off guard a little bit. You know how, like, football is a game of chess and psychology. I just, uh, you know, ask you what you want to think about that. Yeah, it's it. Well, Kevin, I, I actually did think about that because it, it seems like we have a 180 now, right? Like a week ago or a week and a half ago. Nick Sirianni got up there and, and talked about how Jalen Hurts is Superman. Remember that? You know, he heals faster than everybody yeah. else. And then he played, and, and he was a little rusty, but he played, and he got through the game. And all we're hearing now is how sore he was, how, much, how difficult it was for to get out there, how hurt he still feels. It does feel like a complete change. And, Kevin, you might be right. I mean, maybe they want the Cowboys or the Bucks or the Giants or whoever to think Jalen Hurts is not going to run the ball. Like, he, he can't do that anymore. And then they come out two weeks from now – and he's the typical Hurts we know that he's a dual threat and he runs for, you know, 80 yards or something. That could happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I had that thought, so thanks for taking my call. You got it, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think any of us have the answer. That's why, as I said last night, we're not going to have a true answer about where Jalen Hurts is physically until he gets back on the field and plays like himself again. I, I mean, I think that theory that, that our last caller brought up is, is certainly fair. I mean, the Eagles do this stuff all the time. They play games. Uh, like they play games with the, with the, the perception and the reality of injury, and they, they tell you guys close that he's not. They tell you guys banged up, but he played. I don't know. 
I, only Jalen Hurts and the Eagles doctors know wh- where he is right now in his full recovery from the original injury against the Bears. We, they, only they know. We watched him play. I mean, we, we, all have, we all watched it. We could see he didn't play like himself. He was effective enough. They won the game. He didn't play like himself. But I, I go back to this. Whatever your opinion is on Jonathan Gannon and, and Shane Steichen, and if you think those guys are not very good coaches, you're, you're, I don't know what you're watching. Because the NFL obviously believes they're good coaches, and the results say they're good coaches. I mean, to watch this Eagles defense this year with all the takeaways they've had and 70 sacks and to say that Gannon doesn't know what he's doing is, is preposterous. I'm not worried they're going to lose the game. You know what I'm worried? I'm worried about the injuries cost them, that Jalen Hurts can't be himself, that Lane Johnson comes back in there for two quarters next Sunday. He, it, that tear, it, it hurts worse, and I'm watching Jack Driscoll at right tackle in the biggest game of the year. I'm worried that Josh Sweat can't go full next weekend. I'm worried Vontae Maddox doesn't come back, and we're watching Josiah Scott try to cover, you know, a Niners receiver out of the backfield, you know, a, a Debo or an Ayuk in a title game, and it's like, oh, no. Or, you know, they have to put blanket ship at safety because Gardner Johnson slot, and they got George Kittle running down the seam against Reed Blankenship. That's what I worry about. I'm not worried about this coaching staff. 215-592-9494. Coaching or injuries, what worries you more? Let's talk to uh, Bruce in D.C. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Joe Gillio, how's it going? It's been a minute. Happy New Year. It has been, Bruce. How you been, buddy? Uh, I've been okay. You know, I was actually went out to L.A. for Christmas, but I actually got sick with the flu. So I'm just kind of coming back and recovering off of that. Well, I, look, I'm better better to have flu than to have COVID, but I'm, I'm on the mend now. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better, Bruce. Yeah, you know, it's I think it's been one of those uh, winters where everyone's got something. So I'm glad you're feeling you're on the way back now. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so so uh, good topic. Um, I tell you, I, you know, I have, I, I mean, I have concerns for both. Of my, I would say mine is more for coaching. And here's the reason why, you know, I, I, and, I, and, I, and I called in the other day um, to talk about the same thing. You know, um, I mean, if you look at these last three games, starting from Chicago um, and going forward, every single one of those games, um, it's it's the the the, the difficulties uh, and the problems to include even this last game in the first half of the you know uh, 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 of that game it's it's it has been a microcosm of what the uh, of of the issues with uh, the offense and defensive coaching and and, and and the reason why I say that is if you look at closely in in all of those games in those situational. Those situational, they they they're not very good situational coaches. Um, the talent level, you know, the argument of the yes, we got great talent on both sides of the ball. I mean, you look look at the numbers. The talent masked the the uh, situational uh, decision making of of both coaching staffs. So those numbers. And, and when you see it, when when you see it in games that the Eagles have either struggled with, right? It takes them either an entire half where the offense and the defense has been on time. They're like a deer in headlights. They don't know. They don't coach their ways out of difficult situations. Okay, and and, and that's the problem. And then and, and then in the pre the the pre gaming the the pre game plan the coaching schemes that they haven't been very good. Um, they don't commit to the run when they should have. That's how Jalen got hurt in Chicago. Why would you sit out here and pass, 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 pass in some degree? I mean, it's sub-freezing weather, right? 
when you should have been running the ball. And this is how Jalen got – and they found themselves in a situation where they're scrambling and Jalen's got to put the team on his back, and that's what happened. I mean, if you look – and if you look going forward, in, in the games that they lost, it came down to poor planning. Again, that's back on the coaching. They didn't adequately coach um, uh, and prepare for Jordan Minshew, especially in the, in, the, um, in, in, in the New Orleans game. It was the same thing. Why are you going to pass – you, 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 you lost Lane Johnson, right? But you're going to come out and you want to pass 65 or 70% of the time with a backup quarterback against a number two defense in the league that defends the pass. These are the things that have just driven me crazy, okay? And they need to get it together come playoff time because they, and they still have it. It seems like they just struggle. They don't adapt and they don't learn from – uh, from the coaching uh, mistakes and deficiencies that they yeah, had. Yeah, and, anyway. and, and well, I, Bruce, I understand some of the games have been frustrating. Like the Saints one, I think we're all mad. And Bruce, I always appreciate your phone call. But let, let's look at the big picture here. It's a big picture. It's not just one game against the Saints. They've done far more good than bad this season. Far more. I mean, let, let's not pretend this. You don't get to 14-3 and three if the coaches have screwed up all year. I mean, let's, let's just be real about it. You don't get to 14-3. and three. They were 13-1. and one. And we are questioning these coaches heading into the playoffs. I mean, like, Shane Steichen called the plays for the highest-scoring Eagles offense ever. Jalen Hurts was a question mark heading to the season. He played like an MVP. I mean, the play caller's got to get some credit for that. He's part of this whole ecosystem they've created. And then with Jonathan Gannon, his philosophy works. I mean, I I don't know what else to say. His philosophy works. You don't like it. You got that's a you problem. It, it works. This works, and it's it's going to keep working as long as they have good players on this team. Because if you don't have to rush more than four, and you could drop them all back, you you make it very difficult for opposing quarterbacks to score, and you'll take the ball away. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. What's your what's your bigger concern right now? I mean, that, because we all have something we're feeling. I mean, this isn't perfect heading in. My biggest concern, my bigger concern of the of these two that I keep hearing, it's, it's the injuries. Because I don't know if Lane's going to be himself. Can he, can he get through a game? I don't know if Jalen could be himself until I watch him be himself. Is Avante playing again? I, I have no idea. And Josh Sweat, I hope he plays, but I don't know. It's, it's all up in the air. They need those guys to win a Super Bowl. Steichen and, and, and Gannon, the, the, co- the coordinators are not my concern. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop for. We'll come back. Your phone calls. And what you hear what Jalen Hurts said after the game. He's right. He's right. There's, there's one way and one only one way. This team loses and doesn't get to the Super Bowl. Here from Hurts next, your phone calls on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Lot to do tonight. Elliot will join the show. We haven't had Elliot on in a while. Tucker has forgot it's his been number. He's us. He has. Um, I mean, he's busy. I mean, we had other st- stuff going on. Wednesday at 8 used to be his time. I mean, to be honest. Did uh, he get you served by Trey Wingo? Yeah, and it wasn't. I mean, listen, I enjoyed having Trey on all season. It was a, it was a really fun spot. Uh, it wasn't my call to knock Elliot out at 8 o'clock on Wednesdays. It was kind of above above our heads here. So, But anyway, Elliot's back. 8, 8 p.m. We'll talk to Elliot. Short Park's coming up. Uh, we'll play Jalen Hurts or. We haven't played Jalen Hurts or in a while. When we first started that, well, actually, that actually started as the last quarterback, or which was always a fun segment. <clears throat> so we'll rank Jalen among the playoff quarterbacks heading into the postseason here. And uh, we got to talk about Gannon and Steichen, both up for head coaching size. But right now we discuss concern 
And my biggest one is about the injuries on this team, not the coaching staff. Jalen Hurts, after the game on Sunday, was asked, you know, kind of just talking about how they could lose. What, what, there's only one way in his mind they lose. Here's what he said. What do you think this group's capable of as you head into the playoffs? We're the only ones that can stop us at this point. Um, we just have to execute and do our jobs. Everybody got to be on the same page. But um, it's on us. It, it, it got to come through Philly, and we take pride in that. And um, we'll, we'll be ready to play our best ball when we need to. Well, it's on them, but it's also on them to be available and to be themselves in those games. Yeah, will they be out there? Yeah, of course they will. Jalen Hurts is going to start the playoff game. Lane Johnson's going to, we think, start the playoff game. Josh Sweat, we cross our fingers, he'll be back. But I don't, I mean, I don't know how much those guys can play and at what level. That concerns me. I'm not concerned about this coaching staff. I, th- this might be the most successful coaching staff, most successful coordinators, specifically Jonathan Gannon, that gets beat up by people. And I, I just, I frankly don't get why. Brian is in Clifton Heights. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? What are you thinking? I'm thinking... Uh... You know, I, I got to agree with you. I think that the injuries are the most significant thing. But with that said, the coaching staff has not adapted well to the injuries. Me, what I'm getting at is uh, I, I'm more on the offensive side than the defensive side. I think Gannon's going to be fine. I, I really agree with you. Why blitz if you you know your front four is getting to the quarterback? 70 times, you know what I mean? You, you're, you know, I don't, I don't think – I thought the Dallas game, they were – when they lost Maddox, I thought they struggled a little bit to find an identity. Mm-hmm. That really hurt. They were getting the ball down the field. They gave up some plays, a little miscommunication. Um, and then Blankenship got hurt, too. And so that kind of, you know, disrupted them back right. there. But I thought, I thought they got a little better. On the offensive side of the ball, I think they're a little – how do I say this? I think they're a little, you know, bullheaded when, you know, they have subs in there. They have to go to their strengths. And I really believe they left the, the, the backup quarterback out to dry. I mean, they, you know, that's like putting Jalen Hurts under center all game. You know, <laughs> you don't, you don't try to run a run RPO with a guy that doesn't run oh, an RPO. Brian, that, that was, you and that made you just like pull your hair out. Watch them. And, it, 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 and the Saints didn't even blink like, all right, cool. You, we know you're not going to keep the football. Like no one bought that. Yeah. And, 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 and it, it's, it's crazy what they do. And Lane Johnson, he is, he might not be their MVP, but he's, in my opinion, he is their MVP. He's their most important player without him. It could be tough going against them two them two defensive ends, Parsons and Bosa. I mean, without I mean, and will these coaches will they leave Goddard in the chip? Will they bring you know? Will they have you know? I don't think Miles Sanders is the best you know blocking back we got. You know what? What are they going to do there? You know what I mean? Because you know they got to help Driscoll, and if they don't help Driscoll, or if Lane can't if Lane can't play, and Driscoll's got to go in there. You know, it could be a long day. Well, you know, you know? It, it will, Brian, it will be. Um, and that's why, you know, we go back to the injury thing. They need Lane to get back out there, and they need Lane to play. Uh, he, and here's the thing, and Brian, I appreciate the call from the coaching perspective. And, and I've been saying this since the injury first happened to Lane Johnson. And, and I think it, part of this is, is difficult to do because we don't know when Lane's coming back. Are they preparing for Lane to come back? All that kind of stuff. I, I still haven't gotten a clear answer on why other than it's it's upsetting two positions at once, why Jordan Mailata is not at right tackle and Andre Dillard at left tackle. I, I, I don't get it. 
I heard the other night during the uh, the players' lounge, my lotto was on, and he was asked if you if you were asked to go to right tackle, would you? I mean, and certain, I think it was a fair question because certain players, I mean, Dillard being one of them, they don't like it. They can't do it. It's uncomfortable. It's, it's you know, what did Dillard say? It's like writing with the other hand or, you know, whatever analogy he used a couple of years ago. For some guys, it's hard. And Mylotta basically said he, 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 if they asked him, he would do it. I mean, no no questions asked. So, so it's obviously, it's possible. They just haven't done it. They better be right on that. I mean, they, they better be right that Lane will come back and can't come back. And, if, if they're right on that assessment and the doctors and Lane, then, okay, not upsetting the whole thing for a couple weeks down the stretch of the season when you have a 99% chance to cleanse the one seed. I get that. I mean, I, I I think that's understandable. But they better be right on that. Both the team, coaches, Lane, like it's all intertwined there. Injuries, coaching, it's all intertwined. Because if they're wrong on that and Lane has to come out of the game and they're not prepared to, to move by Lada and put Dillard in, which I'd imagine they wouldn't be prepared, boy, Jack Driscoll's an issue, and I heard Ike, I think it was last week, saying, you know, the more he plays, the more comfortable he'll probably get, and I, I think that's that's logical. That makes sense. You know, you get a backup in there, and after one week, two weeks, three weeks, then a four, they're probably better than they were when they first got in there, and I think that's all fair, but I'm not sure that, that he's even good enough. I mean, that, that's just that's just the bottom line. I'm not sure he's good enough. Two one five five nine two. 94-94. Injuries coaching. What worries you more as, as we head into the postseason? It, it, the injury factor, and I got a message here from uh, from Mike listening, who mentioned Miles Sanders. We we haven't talked much about Miles Sanders down the stretch, because I think when they don't run the ball, we just assume the coaches are dummies, or you know they're, they're kind of these old Andy Reid thing, oh, pass happy. I wonder how banged up Miles Sanders is. I, I've, I have thought about this. I mean, I think that was the story of the Saints game. I mean, they that was a game to run the football. Garner Minshew in, a defense not very good against the run. That was a game to run the football, the Saints game. And the Eagles really did not run the football much in the Saints game. I mean, they and they didn't. And they, they, Minshew didn't play well, and that game was just rough. They couldn't get a first down. Now, I think part of it was they were three and out almost every possession in the first half, so you can't really establish a running game when you're third and long and you can't get a first down. So they said many plays. But Miles Sanders, I mean, how many how many carries did he have on this past Sunday? He had 12, I think it was, against the Saints. And I'm, I, I'm trying to just like kind of picture the game in my head this past Sunday. What do you have this year? Oh, he had 11 for 33 yards. So his last two weeks, a 12 and 11 down the stretch of the season? Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, he was wearing a knee brace two or three weeks ago. I mean, he's not run the ball well, and he's not run the ball much in the last couple weeks. Since the Giants game, he has 55 carries, 200 yards, 3.6 yards per carry. That feels like a guy... Two catches, negative seven yards. Oh, fun. Um, that feels like a guy wearing down. I mean, that, that has worn and down. And two fumbles lost, if we want to keep well, I, going downhill. Yeah. Um, now, I do I think part of that is not having Jalen Hurts next to him? I mean, I've, I've said, we've said all year. on the evening. If the evening show has been spot on about one thing, it's a correctly assessing Miles Sanders for years here. He's been made better by Jalen Hurts. That's that's the truth. He, he the open holes have not been there without Jalen Hurts. So since Hurts got you know went out, he hasn't run as well. I mean I, I don't think that's surprising. He has not run as well without Jalen Hurts out there next to him and Hurts in the threat in the running game as well. Is that the coach's fault? Is it the coach's fault they're not using Miles Sanders well enough, or is he banged up and not the same when he doesn't have a star mobile quarterback next to him? I think I think it's that. So that I mean, you throw that in the the bucket. Miles Lane, 
Jalen, Sweat, Avante. I mean, we're talking about five players that have been star-level players. At the, I mean, it hurts all year, but different points. It's your star-level, difference-making players. And there's a concern all about all of these guys heading into the postseason. And and, and the complaint about Siri, about the coaching staff is like, well, they had one or two bad games. Oh, great. I mean, who does it in the NFL? They're 14-3. and three. I just – the Gannon thing – is, is amazing to me. I, I I wonder if there's any point people will give Jonathan Gannon any credit. Will that day come? I, I don't know. My guess is no. My guess is no. I mean, Jim Schwartz helped this team win a Super Bowl here in Philadelphia. And, ever, and by the end, most people hated Jim Schwartz. Now, did his defense play well in the Super Bowl? Obviously not. But they were great in the division around in the NFC Championship game to get them to the Super Bowl. And other than the evening show... Jim Schwartz almost never gets talked about in a positive light. I just wonder if I, part of me wonders if we can get past the old way of football and accept the new way of football. I, I really wonder that. Like the NFL's changed. You know, the NFL is not what it used to be. Attacking blitzed kind of defenses, they don't exist. And if they do exist, they're probably not good defenses. That, that's 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 the way it is. I, I wonder if this is is more about us and wishing for the old days of football that has anything to do with Jonathan Gannon. Because you know what? If Gannon gets a job, if he's a head coach next year, do we all realize they're going to bring in another similar kind of defensive coordinator? Like, do you think the Eagles are going to go out and hire someone who's going to be blitz happy next season? I think there's zero chance of that. So the next guy, maybe he'll have more of a a Buddy Ryan kind of personality that gets everyone all riled up. But I don't think stylistically the Eagles are looking for that kind of defensive coordinator. They built a team with all the resources in their front four, their pass rush. They're not going to go out there and blitz a lot. That's I don't think the Eagles think it's smart, and I think they're right on that. I, do you think there's anything Gannon could do to win people over? Shut out in the Super Bowl. A full shutout. Like you mean like zero points? Yeah, zero points allowed in the Super Bowl. I would consider it. Could, does he have to blitz uh, how many times within the shutout? I mean, this year they only blitz twenty-two percent of the time, which mm-hmm. is about eighteenth in the NFL. So, not listening to WIP, you think it's last? I, I think it's wild. Like, I guess it's a process of results thing. They have fifteen more sacks than any team in the NFL this mm-hmm. year. They had seventy. The Kansas City Chiefs had fifty-five. It like, is. Do you want to be the Giants who blitzed forty percent of the time, top in the league by seven percent? They had forty sacks. They had like half as many sacks while blitzing twice as much. Yeah, but Wink Martindale sends pressure. He's cool. He has a cooler name than Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, yeah. I, you ever think about naming your kid Wink? Uh, not once. Wink, Jillio. No, that, that, that's uh, not a, not a guy that would name his kid Wink. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Now, yeah, Wink Martindale would be very popular here in Philadelphia. Oh, he blitzes all the time. Who cares? Giants give up big plays down the field. All right, let's get back to the phones here. I'm way more worried. My concern lies within the injuries. That's if this thing gets derailed. If they don't reach the Super Bowl, and I think they're gonna uh, they're gonna get there. But if they don't. It's here's the way I'll frame it. When we're sitting here in early February, if we are not talking about the Eagles in the Super Bowl, if that conversation is not happening, it's not a reality. I think we come back to boy, Jalen was banged up worse than we thought. Man, it's a shame Lane Johnson couldn't get himself. You know, he tried, but he, but he couldn't get back to that level. Yeah, really. They that slot, you know that 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 slot receiver for the Niners or that slot receiver for the Cowboys or whoever. They really, really missed Devontae Maddox in that game. That's what I think we're going to come back to. 
I don't think we're going to sit here and say they blew it because Jonathan Gannon has no idea what he's doing, or they blew it because Shane Sykin is a moron. I, I, I don't think those. I mean, you might say those things, but I don't think that's actually reality. Ben is up on WIP. Hey, Ben. Hey, how we doing tonight? Good, Thanks Ben. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, obviously there's concerns with injuries. You know, I mean, I always talk to my friends group. You know, it's always good to get in, get a win, get out of a game without any injuries. You know, there's even within a win um, and you have lost, significant losses, um, you know, it almost is like detrimental to the team moving forward. But as a fan base, I think we're just frustrated with the lack of planning uh, to make the rest of the team successful after those injuries happen. And it becomes, like, almost predictable about what we're going to do. You know, we're not going to blitz. We only blitz 22% of the time. And I'm not saying we have to blitz more because we are getting pressure on the quarterback. Um, but it's just, like, I think it just becomes frustrating seeing. I mean, again, a, another example is, like, the Gardner mentioned, not just on defense, but, like, you know, like, having him into the game, like, it's like, why can't we slightly – adjust the game plan to like not just suit you know obviously run a Jalen Hurts run offense with Garner Minshew and I get you know you have backups that can just fill in and like run the same kind of offense specifically for quarterbacks um but you know you have to game plan to you know compensate the weaker links that obviously are filling in for the people that have been injured and I feel like that the 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 coaches aren't able to do that and that's why the fan base is more frustrated with the coaching abilities to do that as opposed to the injuries because the injuries are going to happen right um we just need to you know be more malleable as like a whole team you know to win with the injuries and i you know i I feel like the the coaching is not living up to that yeah so i i think on offense i i tend to agree with you more i mean that's the saints game in particular not running the football kind of leaving Minshew out there to dry with with a right tackle that couldn't block but but ben i have wondered defensively if if that is what's going on and we don't want to accept it like there's been a lot of talk the last few weeks right about why they're playing so much zone and not man well that's coincided with Devontae maddox out i mean there is a chance Ben, that they don't think Josiah Scott can cover any legitimate NFL slot receiver. So if you go man, he's going to get destroyed, and maybe that's why they're in zone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the. I'm just, I'm just kind of surmising of course, yeah, that no, might be it. No, totally. It's it's good having uh, Garner Johnson back to yes. kind of maybe fill in that you know nickel role and like even have to you know obviously have Reed back in you know covering Garner Johnson's role. You know, and it's tough, obviously, but you have to manipulate the pieces that you have available. Um, and I feel like, you know, we don't, uh, we don't feel like they're doing an adequate job of that. And that's why I feel like the coaching staff could be better. Um, and obviously, the injuries are a big part of it. You know, I mean, no doubt. So I mean, it's a, it's a balance of both. Um, and obviously, that's why it's a huge argument. You know, well, it's and like it's, the it, city versus country argument. Always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's the biggest thing. And, and Ben, we appreciate him. And it's it's the thing that they need to, you know, these are the two things, and, and they do come together, right? Like injuries and coaching, they go hand in hand. Could you cover up the injuries? And and maybe they are. And we're just you know we're complaining about the results either way, but. You know, when you think about what the last couple of weeks, I, I do think one thing they did adjust, if you go back to this past Sunday, we use Gannon specifically. I actually liked what he did Sunday, moving Chauncey Gardner Johnson into the slot. Uh, and so if, if you're asking me right now, like three players, two are going to be on the field a lot. How would you, what combination would you want? 
So they got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back. Obviously lost Devontae Maddox here. And I thought it was interesting putting Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in the slot, slot corner, taking Josiah Scott up to the field and leaving Reed Blankenship out there. Like, if just... If one of these guys has to be on the field, I'd rather read Blankenship than Josiah Scott. I feel like Blankenship has has shown me more. Like he, you could get by with him out there, and he obviously has made a few plays. I mean, has Josiah Scott made any plays? I guess the ball bounced into his hands once against the Commanders. I think it was for an interception, but I think that was Slay's play uh, that kind of made the play. I, I I just can't think of Josiah Scott making any plays. So he didn't far play that- any defensive snaps on Sunday. Uh, every time I looked down, it was it was mostly Chauncey Gardner-Johnson playing slot corner. Yeah, if you look at the slot snaps, Gardner-Johnson played 46, Marcus Epps played 11. Yeah, I mean, that was really the replacement. So Gardner-Johnson kind of became the replacement for Avante Maddox, uh, essentially. That's And it's interesting how versatile he is. I mean, that's when they traded for him, he was really playing corner last year for the Saints, and then they moved him to safety because that's what they needed. He's been he's been malleable. The one other thing about uh, the offense and how much we blame Steichen for what it looked like when um, when Gardner Minshew was in there. I wonder if if next year the priority in the offseason is to find a backup that is closer to Jalen Hurts' skill set. You know the Ravens have done this right, and they're and they're going to have to do it again this weekend because it sounds like Lamar Jackson is not going to play uh, with Tyler Huntley. I wonder if that becomes a point of emphasis for the Eagles. Because the last two years, think about their quarterbacks on the depth chart behind Jalen Hurts. Last year, I believe it was what? It was Joe Flacco, which I kind of forget about now. You think about it. He was a backup here. Joe Flacco. They traded for Gardner Minshew. And then who was the other guy? He came from the Dolphins. What was his name? There was another quarterback here last year. Reed Sinnott? Was he here last year? uh, Yeah, Reed Sinnott. And then this year, it's been, obviously, Gardner Minshew. And Ian Book, none of those names come close to playing football like Jalen Hurts plays football. I, I would think, in, in I mean, their their defensive linemen are kind of they match each other, right? They lose one, like they Josh Sweat has come off the field, while Robert Quinn kind of plays like Josh Sweat, right? You, you kind of have those those players that are similar in body type, and like they have that all across their defensive line where they rotate. They have it with their offensive linemen that they have to you know, plug and play. They have it with their backs. They don't have it at the most important position. If I were to guess, um, I'm going to guess, especially now that Jalen is going to move to the next phase as kind of the long-term quarterback, I would hope they try to find a quarterback that could approximate his game a little bit, especially if we keep playing this out. I mean, look, Jalen Hurts missed time last year. He missed time this year. Is it going to surprise anybody if he misses time next year or the year after where they're going to need to play their backup for a couple games? Probably not. So I would make that a priority. I don't know who that is. I mean, Josh Dobbs kind of impressed. Would you draft a guy? You could. I, I mean, mean maybe not in the second round because that didn't work out a whole lot for the, the previous quarterback. A little but... ripple effect last time. Yeah. Like, um, would you take, like, Max Duggan in, like, the fifth round if he was there? You could, yeah. I, I mean, the only thing about that is maybe you got to have someone else for next year if they're going to be a contender and, right, you don't want to put a rookie in there if he's not ready. But, yeah, I, I think that's something they have to work on. So maybe it's a little easier for these coaches. Like, oh, you lost the quarterback. Go figure it out. Uh, and it was difficult this time. 215-592-9494. Injuries, coaching. What concerns you more, specifically the coordinators here, heading into the postseason? We'll come back, your phone calls, and we got to have this discussion because I, I think it is we're, we're barreling towards the Eagles coaching staff changing. And I'm curious which one of the two that is up for jobs right now feels more important to the future. 
I know where I lie. Curious what you guys do. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.